Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 457. How are you all doing? I hope you're all well. I'm joined today by someone who's been on before, but someone who's been on twice before, in fact. Jordan Stevens was on one of the really early episodes and then came on for the mental health episodes May 2021. But I said then I wanted to have a proper catch up with Jordan because I think when we chatted before, he was recently out of Rizzle Kicks, I think, and was finding his way a lot artistically, personally, in all sorts of ways. And I've kind of been able to kind of stand, stand back and watch a bit as he's really just I feel like he's just figuring everything out on small scales and on on big scales I rate the dude um so I invited him him back on he also has put a new album out called let me die inside you and I think it's fantastic so now was the perfect time for him to come back on and have a little chat you'll hear more about that you'll hear more about um his acting his process all of it this is a really good chat we got really deep and really heavy quite quick and I know I mean we did that the last two times <laughs> and it always it always seems to catch Jordan off guard but he's always happy to wade out into those deep waters and I, I love him for it so um yeah this is a really good chat let's get into it before we do we brought to you as ever by speech development records.com that's where you can buy loads of my old music my merch all sorts of good shit there's patreon for supporting the podcast patreon.com forward slash rubius pip you can also get podcast merch on the website as well at speech development records and you can follow me over on twitch twitch.tv forward slash rubius pip yo where um i'm doing a load of things but one of the things i'm enjoying the most is i'm doing these big friday night shows so seven or seven thirty on a friday night tune in i'm not playing computer games i'm doing a wonderful show for you all to interact with and have a glorious time so um head over there and enjoy that it's good fun oh before we get into it as well i'm giving you a bonus episode on friday with an amazing um writer i'm a big fan of called joe barton he did giri hadji he's doing loads of really good things so you're going to enjoy that but yeah that's everything i need to tell you about let's get into this chat because i think it's a cracking one and we really kind of jordan is incredibly open and honest and yeah we go there man we go there so this is episode 500 500 457 of the distraction pieces podcast with the wonderful mr jordan stevens I'm here today with Jordan Stevens. How are you, mate? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I didn't have the best night's sleep, Scrooge. It's funny. We were saying just before we stopped, got started, we were going to record last week and then I was a diva about microphones and stuff. And then um, we're now recording on a Monday morning. And yeah, I'm sure we'll still make it work, mate. I think there's always something to talk about. I've kind of got myself into that. I, I thought it was, it was felt like a sods law thing because... I've been looking forward to speaking to you, uh, speaking with you. And I just woke up. I had a really, yeah, just woke, not enough hours. And I'm not very good with the lack of sleep. I don't know. What, what are you like with? I'm decent with it. I get a lot of insomnia. Are you? So I, I, I've, I've, I've learned to be, oh, to be used to it because it can be, it can be a, a fucker. I, I'm lucky because w- weirdly gr- growing up, my mum will often have like four or five hours sleep and that's it. And she's yeah. she's fine. So yeah, same actually. Witnessing people who are okay on it can kind of get into your head. All right, it's cool because sometimes it can be that psychological thing of if you're telling yourself I've not had enough sleep, I'm not in the right frame of mind. It can do it, but it's it's a mad. Yeah, one. I do that. I, I can definitely psych myself out. That's what I've been trying to psych myself in. That's what yeah. I've been doing this morning. I just I like did a workout, it. which obviously helped. Damn um, right. Are you but, into cold sh- sh- showers at all? I'm all about cold showers. Ah, I think they're amazing yes. for mental health. I'm going to do that today. Thank you for reminding me. I, I do a load of this, like in 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 Margate, which we'll get round to talking about because we're dog walk pals. But um, <laughs> in 
I'd, I'd, I'll do early morning or, or late night swims when I can. And having that yeah. cold water is just so therapeutic. And when yeah, you do it and there's n- no one about, because you're doing it either 6 a.m. or like 11 o'clock at night, and it's just you're floating in the at cold this time of year, darkness. 100%. Yeah. At this time of year, I think the winter was a bit daunting. I, my dream was to kind of yeah come, come off the back of the summer, go into autumn, and then, but I, I never did. And keep it up, yeah. My, my issue is mainly consistency. I actually do enjoy cold water but i find that if i stop doing cold showers or then it's right back to the beginning 100 percent, mate i was doing them for about four years straight and then when i was filming in vancouver the other year i stopped and i've literally just started getting back into them now yeah like that's yeah. I, I, I i tried a few times over the last year and a half just couldn't get back into it and now i'm, I'm back into it i'm back chewing everyone's ear about it going man man oh, mate. <laughs> no well actually i'm in i'm in budapest at the moment yeah and they're famous for these baths and there's one called gela so i did i have actually plunged since i've been here oh, they have they have the proper finish set up yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. the cold water plunge pool right next to the sauna it's a I dream it. that and that like i might do that today actually that that, that sounds more fun well you, you came on the podcast years ago like early yeah. days of the podcast i had you on and I've told you privately a few times. I know we have the the brief mental health chat, but I've been excited to get you back on because I just think you've been developing and growing and figuring out who you are in the most beautiful way in these these past few years, artistically, and chatting to you personally. It's dope to see in person as well. So I'm excited to talk to you, man. Oh. And yeah, I think we're going to have a a lovely conversation. It means a lot to hear that because I find it often, as I'm sure many creators do, it's difficult to get an outside perspective. I can definitely yeah. drown in my own conspiratorial, is that a word? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, <laughs> in, my, yeah. In, in, in perpetual conspiracy and, and like the, the weight of my own inventions, I can sometimes yeah. struggle to, to get out of it. So when, when you said that, when you sent me a message with that, it really does mean a lot. I try and message people I just really appreciate you sharing that. It means a lot. It's dope, man. And and I want to talk about Let Me Die Inside You because I think it's got your best piece of work to date on. There's one track in particular that I think is the best thing you've done. It floored me the first time I heard it. It was, it was one of them that I was just, I need to go back. I need to listen to this again. But before yeah. we get to that, mm. I'm also pretty sure your dog gets a shout out on the new record yeah, i'm sure I, I i popped here in his name okay and i yeah. know that guy i know that guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's kind of how we've almost reconnected a bit in in recent times we bumped in, into each other on dog walks yeah. a fair few times and it's been yeah. a, a really nice how do you find that how do you find being a dog owner and and having those times that you have to like, i've i've talked about it to a few people when you get a dog, you go, well, I need to make sure they're getting exercise, they're getting f- fresh air, they're getting food. Mm. It's what they need to live. We don't think about that for ourselves because yeah. we need that as well. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of, when we don't have a pet, we're like, oh, man, I'm just going to fester. And when we do, we go, oh, to keep them alive and healthy, we need to do all these things. It's good for us as well, right? Yeah, it is. I, but I, I think actually that was why I got a dog. I think yeah. it was... To, it was in an attempt to reorientate the basic survival mode in myself yeah. of a, a very simple approach to love and care. And yeah, you, you, you get those rewards back. I often, I've been away from my dogs for nearly a month now because I've been working and, and my girlfriend's been working it too. So my mom's been looking after him, but I miss the dog walks, man. I miss, I miss, yeah. I miss getting up and walking. Like the, the, the mental health benefits of that are immense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Margate on the beach is, is, has been a huge thing for me. And that was mainly because of lockdown. I, I, I locked down in Margate and it was just me and I've got two rescue dogs now, but it was just me and my f- first rescue dog spike. And that first lockdown was really good for me. It was really, it really helped me. I think we spoke about that actually, because you did a yeah. brief thing on the lockdown. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that yeah. was great. And it did. I, I, I responded really positively to it. And th- just that, point of connection perhaps to the sea the feeling of being near the ocean or the sea um and the regularity yeah of fresh air and it I turns out that I quite liked a little bit of of habit and, and routine I never thought it I've yeah I've lived so, so much of my life as a chaotic person 
but you have to have an element of routine uh when you have a pet too you you yeah. have to walk them yeah twice a day minimum you know what i mean yeah and so yeah massive benefits and 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 it took me a minute as well to you know what's funny i'll, I'll tell you this story. i remember when i first got spike i actually couldn't get my head around the fact that the dog loved me it was a bizarre experience like i yeah because uh, he was, it took a while to come out of his shell. It was only when I would get stoned. I don't, I don't really get stoned that much anymore, but I used to get stoned at night and I I just used to stare at Spike and be like, fuck me, this dog, like, does this dog just love me? Is this dog just my, this is my dog. Like, I'm, a, I'm this dog's human. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and we just kind of like look at each other and I'd have these kind of deep, deep moments. I just cuddle him on my bed. And, and now as we've got older, it's, it's just we just grown with each other. I don't know. It's an odd experience. It's an odd experience because uh, I, it's just an unconditional thing now. It's an unconditional thing, and and I went through the hard times with him, and you know, with Spike, not with the new dog Mimi. She's she's a bit she's a bit wild, but but <laughs> Spike at least, like you know, I walk him off the lead and stuff. You would have seen that. I don't yeah, really yeah. have him. Uh, he's just like my little soulmate, you know. Um, yeah. But it's interesting now because I've got a, we've got a second one. Me and my girlfriend, we got one called Mimi, who's a, who's the polar opposite of Spike. Absolute wild dog, coyote, like peak nuts, and it's amazing seeing that. It's the, more life lessons, more life lessons yeah. from that absolute. Um, what's yin and yang, you know? Yeah. So now I got to deal with like ultimate energy, ultimate affection, like full on. She's just on it, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I learn a lot from them. I really do. I love it. I want to kind of nail down on part of that. What's your kind of your relationship with love and with acceptance? Because again, the just you stating the kind of shock and awe that Spike loves you, and thinking of of your career because you had such a pop side of things, you've been exposed to that the fickleness of adoration. I guess you've had that moment yeah. where you're praised, but then also you'll be turned on or hated or yeah. or record labels in that area of pop it's like you're the best thing in the world and then you're worthless so mm. how, how's your journey been with with the acceptance of, of validation of, of that of, of validation and of that <sighs> love i guess yeah man i mean talk about a piercing question screw yeah no, mate. straight Sorry. in with a knife twisted it uh, <laughs> yeah yes incredibly hard uh, I've had to rebuild, I think, my my concept of validation. Yeah, I find it very difficult historically to self-validate, and I'm I'm in quite quite envious of people who do, and I'm still learning it. You know, I'm turning well, I've turned thirty now, and and my main focus w- with my own thoughts is training myself to positively enforce things that I've done. Yeah, because f- from getting achieving kind of public notoriety at like eighteen. Uh, and it'd been quite a lot until about 23, 24. I was, I was either propped up on an extreme high, whether that be money or attention or, or drugs, you know? Mm. So, so I'm or or actually even sex. I, I yeah. was, I was in this whirlwind, you know? So even when it came down to like opinions on things, I'd be playing, uh, it's almost cliche. I'll, I'll be playing stuff to everyone I meet. If I'm, you know, hooking up with, with a, with a girl, I'm, I'm playing, oh, check out my new song. <laughs> Not not all the time, yeah, by the way. That yeah, makes me sound yeah, awful. No, no. But I just constantly be exchanging ideas and and basing my own concept of like what was a vibe off. Yeah. Which is listen, peer peer feedback is is essential. But it got to the point where as I've got older, my circle shrunk, which is a good thing. You know, like I've I've got a stable relationship with a woman I love, and suddenly I have to ask myself if I like something. Just me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't fucking I don't know. And also the the thing that skews that for me is. When I was younger, I really, I really had a lot of self belief, and then I took, a ch- I took a shot and I scored on my first attempt. You know, mm. me and Harley Rizzle kicks. We couldn't believe it. We couldn't believe yeah. that this was happening. Yeah. I, we put a video up on YouTube. We get a record deal. You know, we put the song to radio. It shouldn't be that quick. That's not how it's supposed to work. It's, it's supposed to be it's mad deceptive when it's that easy, isn't it? We, yeah. we had that with our shout. Our shout was our first thing, me and Dan. And we'd mad. Dan in particular had other bands, other projects that he'd told over. This was my first try of anything in music, really. It was like, right. well, this is easy, isn't it? We're on Radio <laughs> One. This is a fucking piece of piss. Like we made a video for hundred quid. This is this is easy. But then yeah. You then get to it, go, oh, right, it's it's deeper than that. 
It is, it is, yeah. And, it, and it's a classic uh, kind of, looking back on it now with the experience I have of, of growing up a bit and, and taking time away and, and working on myself, I'd almost be like looking back at myself running full pelt into a brick wall. It's like I'm, it's like I'm watching myself sprinting, you know, into a brick wall a little bit, just because I believe that you, I needed to have a more uh, sturdy inner core concept of self. I think a lot of the reason why a lot of young entertainers, perhaps really struggle and often destroy themselves in the limelight is because they don't know the fuck they are. It doesn't matter what music you're putting out, what films you're in, what, whatever, you don't know who the fuck you are. There's no way. There's actually yeah. no way. Yeah, maybe yeah. if you've lost your parents or something like that, maybe if you've gone through an exceptional amount of grief, you're forced to mature quicker, but just purely based on experience, you haven't grown up. That's why when you see people who have lived a whole life pop off, they don't give a fuck about any of that shit. Like Ricky no. Gervais, he don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got famous at like forty. That's why he's rinsing. But he was. He doesn't. There's nothing to prove in that in that in that space. Yeah. Or yeah. people who have had beautiful kind of like ten year, fifteen year ascensions. I look at that now and think, wow, that makes sense. You've had this complete. You know, you've learned in the right way. You've come up in the right. But it's why I've always. I, I mean, I've talked yeah. about it a load in the past. But it's why I can't. There was a period where it was really in fashion to really hate on on Bieber or on Miley or whoever else. It's like, yo, mm. they might not be my kind of thing. They might be, be dickheads, but why wouldn't they be? Yeah. <laughs> like, they've, they've popped off so young and yeah. they've had so much. It's impossible. It's what a song of mine, The Struggle, is actually about. It's impossible to hold people to standards when their experiences are so... The, the same standards when their experiences are so different. And that's not yeah. to say that we should just allow people to do whatever we want or they want, but we should have more empathy and go, all right, this person's probably a dickhead because from about the age of 15, they've had everything they could possibly want. They're going to grow out of that, hopefully, and they're going to develop yeah. and they're going to learn, but they're in the public eye. Again, I lucked out because I started doing this stuff at like 25 Mm. I'd had my years of 16, 17, 18 of being a dickhead, of getting into dr drugs too much and doing all this stuff that if I was in the public eye, it would have been mm. a horrible thing. But I'd done all that. So, yeah, exactly as you say, it was the perfect age I to go, all right, this is cool, and not lose your mind too much. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good – I mean, with my current pursuits uh, in my life, in, in spaces where I haven't achieved that kind of um, – I don't know, notoriety. Now, if that happened, I would be way better equipped to yeah. deal with something like that and know how to, to gather. You know what I mean? And I think just as a, as a, as a quick side note, the, the other factor with me and, and my self-validation uh, was that I didn't, I never wanted to be a pop star. And we probably said this, the first conversation we had, because it's been on my mind for the last kind of eight yeah. years, but I didn't know you could be made something like it wasn't my choice. Consent, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah I, I, I lost, I lost this thing, and essentially that was what precursed me stepping away with Hiles. Because by the by the time Hiles's anxiety was through the roof and streaming started to come in, I was just done. I, I didn't, I, I didn't want to be on this hamster wheel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was yeah, like, yeah. I, it was the plan. It was the plan at that point was to let's fucking grow up. I remember yeah. with Haas, like, fuck this, man. We made a gr an incredible impact on music. Uh, hilariously now, in hindsight, people are, are great. You're, you're talking, you, you mentioned that as a pop star, you have the, the, the two worlds. Well, as anyone, I suppose, who has, yeah. but particularly with kind of mainstream on TV and all that shit, you yeah. do get this juxtaposition, which is usually reflective of how the people feel about themselves, to be honest. But mm -hmm. you're used as a punching bag for sure. But it's funny now because people, in hindsight, a lot of the kids who are listening to us, whatever, they've they've grown up now and they're fucking superstars. Like I know of two or three artists who've come and seen us perform, and they're like thirteen, fourteen. We're like the coolest fucking kids in town. It's mad, mate. It's 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 weird you say that because I've had with again in other worlds where I'm working on scripts, I've had some bre breakthroughs recently, and it's come because I've had one or two bands on the podcast, and either on yeah. the podcast or off the podcast, they've said you proper influenced me when I was yeah. I was younger and this kind of thing and it, it showed me that and it's like fuck and it's made me go right in in film and tv and that I want to be doing stuff that's different and is going to influence kids in years to come not necessarily mm. just obviously I want to be 
fucking Marvel or these other things. There is all that, but I've realised right that's not the main thing. The main thing should should be going you right. I want to do know. stuff that's yeah, that's that's me. That's creative. That's going. But you'll never know. No one else would be doing this. You know. Yeah. You, know. you can't do it consciously. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah we're yeah. actually on the third wave because technically you would have influenced me. So we're talking about some a third wave generation. <laughs> you get credit on that. If this was the blockchain. <laughs> The people I'm talking about, you get like five percent anyway. Yeah, because I because I told you again, like we said in the first podcast, you were taught thou shalt thou was 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 taught to me by by a very enthusiastic music teacher when I was twelve. It's so, madness, isn't it? Um, but yeah, the point. I, I think for me there was that there was that conflict uh, of self validating because something that I I felt passionately was something a piece of art that I created. You know that we me Harley and I had made together that we really loved and and thought was great was being looked at through a lens sometimes sometimes not all the time yeah and that spun me out and I knew it was true it kind of I started to go insane because it was like I knew it was true because if we played our shit to like I remember we got Farrow Munch on it on a remix uh who's my favorite one top five Mm. favorite rappers of all time maybe maybe my favorite yeah and there was no dodgy shit I asked him that was it I just yeah. asked the dude, right? And I remember there was a bunch of hip hop purists who, who kicked off about it at the time, which I, I, look, I get it. I understand it. I understand. Yeah. But it was just fascinating because from his perspective, when he's just heard a couple of kids doing some kind of backpack hip hop and yeah. he's like, oh, that's cool. You know, there's a, you know, label, there's a boom, boom. We did, you know, whatever. But I spoke to him directly and yeah. I just reached out. I said, you're my favorite rapper. And it's just an interesting, it's interesting because, and the same with DJ Premier. Like DJ Premier is like, probably one of the greatest hip-hop artists alive right like holding this shit down still still making music with Nas, still making music with every you know and that's that's our boy like we 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 fuck with primo man like we bust yeah. jokes whenever we're in new york because he doesn't care about celebrity juice or like yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever fucking show we were forced onto to sell our album in 2013 he yeah. doesn't he hasn't seen that he's just hears the music so i yeah. knew that the music had substance to it, but I, I felt like I'd lost control of how we were viewed. So I, you know, I kind of went off the rails with that because I didn't, I wasn't thinking, I love music. That's why I made Wilded. I made a fucking grunge album. Harley went and made um, soul music and, and, and then we just did other pursuits. But we are actually making music again, which is cool. That's dope. That's ex- ex- exciting to hear. Because yeah, I know, I know Harley did just kind of, his, as you said, anxiety got there and things like that. And yeah, it's great to hear that there's more to come. It what it did, it did. It was it's uh it, it was it was a pressurized environment. I think a lot of young pop stars will say the same thing that those early years are a blur entirely. We don't know what's going on. Who's uh, and I and I see it. I watch these new young pop stars, <laughs> these rappers. Well, rappers pop now, which is crazy. But yeah, they're coming up and they and I see these interviews and they're talking about this life and I just keep thinking. I hope they are like processing everything. Yeah. It feels like they are because that because everyone's so present now. Remember we were existing before Instagram before uh, any of that. We had Twitter, yeah, man. you know. Yeah. I didn't have to insta story my breakdowns and shit, you know. Like yeah. I couldn't have. I couldn't have possibly insta story what I was doing in my daytime because yeah. it would have appalled everyone. Yeah. I feel <laughs> you. Well, I mean, I I want to get on to let me die inside you because it does feel like it's a culmination of all the things that we've talked about here of 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 you having realizations of you growing up if you developing of you becoming more comfortable with yourself and the one of the reasons I was excited about it was because of beach walks and talks and hearing you seem genuinely excited about this stuff and I hadn't heard any mm. of it but you seemed to be like oh I've, like it felt like you were in a good place with it all so I guess first things first how was it to make and how's it been to get stuff out there? Because again, you've mentioned as well, Wildhood, all these other things. This is a Jordan Stevens album. Yeah. This isn't some other name or some other entity or, or character. Mm. This is your record. And so how is it? The, the decision to just go by my own name was for the sake of convenience. I think I've yeah. changed. I changed my name all the time. I, I, I've hidden, well, say hidden. Have I hidden? Was that a Freudian slip? I don't know. Bit, yeah. Maybe I've hidden behind yeah. various aliases my whole life. Even, I even, I even have different names for, for, for accounts on, on my, like I have, I had to sort out one online account I had because I just had an alias for like seven, eight years. But when I went to pick something up, I didn't have any proof that I was that person because I was just yeah. so instinctively just <laughs> yeah. creating these identities. And, I, and anyway, um, 
I went by it because, yeah, I, I, I had a moment where I realised that I, I'm always going to make music. That was yeah. the, the, the turning point where uh, I was maybe reading some, one of Nick Cave's red letters or something like that. And I started thinking about Nick Cave and, and thinking, well, he's been making music for a really long time and, and he's just Nick Cave and then he's got some bad seeds. And then, but he's also just Nick Cave. And I thought, well, yeah, yeah. I'm not a particular... I mean, me, my actual name, my government name, that I'm pretty sure I, at some point I will change it, but we'll, we'll talk about that another time. But I know that whatever my government name is will follow me, whatever I do, whether that's yeah. book writing or uh, script writing, acting, whatever. It will. So I just thought, well, you know, why don't I make it so that when someone searches my name, they get everything. And and I know I'm going to keep making music as, as long as as long as I can really because it's i just i can't stop scroob yeah i I know you have which is wild to me but (laughs) i i i can't i can't it doesn't even make practical sense to me to 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 make music it is i say this to myself but i'm worried about on a public platform but no from a philosophical standpoint i've completed music do you know what i mean and and i don't mean i really don't mean that in in i mean as in I had some goals when I was younger. And yeah, I you did them. what you set out to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I have to remind myself of that all the time. Otherwise, I'll constantly be dissatisfied. So in terms of like getting back that thing, I, I don't need to, but I find myself going towards studios whenever I stop. I, I just It's just one thing. And I hear someone go, do you want to make something? I go, yeah, let's let's create this this thing. And I just had all these demos that I was sat on. And I thought, I've just got to release something, man. I've got to put it out there because... I've already not released two albums that I've created historically uh, that are great albums. And I just, because of how I felt, I just didn't never, I never put them out. Yeah. And then I changed, evolved and, and I left them behind and I didn't want to ever do that again. And so my goal was to detach myself from the outcomes, you know, the kind of ancient, I suppose the ancient spiritual way of looking at things and purely put together a project to ensure that I had a sonic footprint of, of my life at this point. That's really, and, that's really interesting hearing about stuff you've written and not released, released and then moved on from. Because I think music, again, if you ignore the rest of the or if you ignore the fucking industry side of it, it should be used as a diary, as as moments in your life, as a historical reference of your journey of you as a person. So yeah. I can completely understand that that you've gone like you've witnessed stuff that you've written and worked on and then no one else has really ever seen it. And now it's not your kind of thing. You're not feeling it. It's like, well, in a way that's sad. Do you know Mm. what I mean? In a way that should have been out there and you could have moved on from it now and now be like, I don't, I don't vibe with that anymore, but at least it it had its its moments. So I can completely understand that you've gone with this. It's like, right, I need to just put this stuff out and have it there. I'll move on at some point, but yeah, it needs that's, to that's that's honestly exist. the bit that bugs me is I I, I know I that, that by it's this fascinating. point you know yeah. what I mean by this point I would have been like you know sure and also is I suppose a fluid thought but this is interesting because it ties into your validation question because I can't understand whether or not this is a validation issue or a genuine belief but a large part of the reason why I release what I create is because it's for other people I don't, I feel sometimes as though I'm making stuff for other people, not for myself, which is hard to, it's hard to get that right because I should also be proud of the fact that I'm, I should, I hear artists all the time talk about their creations and loving their creations. I mean, I can't wait to show people the creations. And I think I struggle with sometimes with um, the making something that I adore. I, I, I fast forward to the other bit and I'm like, I'm making something, I don't know what it is but I'm just going to put it out there because yeah. I think people, other people will understand what it is. Yeah. And, and Yeah. This and is the, for you to figure out what it is. <laughs> yeah. You know? Maybe, maybe, yeah. but I don't know if that's me just, I don't know if that's my own. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that's like yeah. a, a continuation of my personal battle with confidence or, or if that is actually just a thing sometimes, maybe people feel like vessels. Not everyone is so consciously, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Do you no, think I we, feel you. I feel we make you. art for ourselves I, or for I, others? I always had that, I'm excited to share this. Like if I'd have those moments of, oh, fuck, I don't know how this has come from me. I need to show people. Like I, yeah. I, I need people to, to, to see and hear this. But I think that kind of that kind of wore off. I was talking about this, I think, on, on Twitch the, the other day, how I still r- r- write bits here and there, but now... The, the buzz of writing something that excites me is enough. I don't really 
I'm, again, I'm I'm at a place at the moment that I don't really need anyone else's yeah. <laughs> validation or thoughts on it. It's like, oh shit, yeah, that's dope, right? Great. I would all want to focus on and moving on to other things. But again, it's, the, it's different points at different points, isn't it? So I don't think there's any there's any right it, or wrong. <laughs> I know that my I know the reason I found it so easy to stop touring to stop playing live was I had a realization that my excitement of playing live was I want you guys to all hear this. Yeah. And then when I played all these specific songs enough times, I was like, cool, you've heard it. I'm yeah. going to go over here now. I'd like, it wasn't, it's weird. I always thought at the time it was about the buzz of the crowd, that connection, this, this kind of that adoration or whatever else. And I realized after I stopped now, it was never that it was that exchange. It was yeah. going, look, hear this or, or even just see this as the performance i was really into the performance of side of it all so yeah after i'd done that a load of times it was like no i've shared that now i can go yeah. in and relax that's fascinating that's fascinating yeah I, I i think when i play my music to people like on a personal level mm-hmm. uh friends my girlfriend family I do get buzzed actually. I get that yeah. thing of, oh, look what I did, like in, in this moment. And if people pick up on particular lyrics, I'm over the moon. That experience I get. And that's what I say. Historically, I'd prop myself up almost on that. I'd be mm. like, hit my, yeah. hit my best mate, come over, let me play this. You know, like I just actually got, I woke up to a voice note this morning from a friend who had just heard some demos for this yeah. other stuff I'm making. And that, that, that keeps me. But I don't know whether it goes too far because I also have another friend, an incredible poet, a friend, writer called Caleb Femi, who you should totally get on this, right, by the way. Yeah. You know Caleb? Do you know Caleb Femi? I'm, I'm familiar with. I don't yeah. know, know well, but yeah. He's, he's next level. I think we've but, talked about Caleb coming on the podcast, actually. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah you should, happen, you should. Yeah. I mean, he's just unbelievably talented. I'm fascinated by him because he just totally, he'll just write, he'll just write something and then just put it out. He won't even tell me. Like he'll, he'll like create something and release it into the world because he just, it, he that's part of his, you see, he understands if he thinks that, something's dope. That's the process I've I've always been on. I've, yeah, I've always found it more uncomfortable playing things to my pals than releasing them yeah. to the world. In, in my early days, I played all around the North yeah. way before I played anywhere local because the idea of, of performing to my pals or family was like, nah, Terrifying. that's 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 horrible. Even, as you say, even the playing term. And then I built my fan base of strangers before I yeah. I got my friends on board, if you know what I mean. Do you know what I mean? Well, makes, it was a weird one. It was sense. almost a secret. It was like, I don't want them to know, but look, all you strangers over here, here's the shit I'm making, you know? that's fa- I, I think it's maybe something to do with me being an only child. I think yeah, a lot of yeah. stuff was, was bounced off my mum straight yeah. away and yeah. my mum's got a wicked taste in music so when I started making music I really did look to my mum for for that when I say my mum's got a good taste in music it's not a fucking joke man she's introduced me to the dopest shit only you know I grew up on like yeah. Nirvana Radiohead Soundgarden yeah. Sneaker Pimps uh, you know Gangstar my mum played me Dizzy Rascal when I was four, when I, at school she was like check this dude out do you know what I mean amazing and, and so <laughs> so I, I I I really value her opinion still do yeah so maybe that's what it is that i never quite found a space outside of that uh, especially with music maybe maybe with other stuff with other disciplines writing i, I do when I've, i'm doing long form writing at the moment like book writing and, and mm. i do feel a bit more like <laughs> hunched over like yeah, like yeah, no yeah. no no you're not allowed to look at this don't yet. look at do this. You know what i mean yeah i do i do so maybe it was just it's maybe that's a skill that will that will um i'll, I'll gather more as i get older <clears throat> um, How's it been but, playing of this record to your mum? Because it's quite personal in places, and you talk about yeah. f- f- family and upbringing and things. Yeah, all, all sorts of personal stuff. So, how was that to kind of go? Look, check this yeah. out. <laughs> or yeah. What was yeah, her yeah. reaction? My mum, my mum and dad. <laughs> I don't know. I'll I'll talk about the first song, "Son of a Gun," on the album yeah. because. It, encaps- it answers all of these questions at once. And also my own dilemmas, because I think Son of a Gun is is like the best thing I've I've ever done. And I I didn't know. Here's the best example. So I now love Son of a Gun. I think it's brilliant. But I didn't know it was good <laughs> until I played it to my cousin. This is what this is where how my mind works. So I I had a bunch of demos that I'd made with this guy in the same week with uh, yeah. Dan Holloway incredible producer and i just had these demos and i just create them and i'm like i think it's just i don't know and i just kind of like drift around 
And I had my cousin with me. Oh, I fucking adore. I love her like a sister. And we were driving and I played her the one that I thought was banging. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. You know that response? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. that? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I was like, fuck, man. I really thought that was. And then I was like, well, look, I did this other one as well. And I played Son of a Gun to her. And she was like, yo, that is a banger. And I'm like, what, really? And she was like, yeah, yeah, that, that's that's the one. So I just get gassed and then I start going in and then I went in, rewrote everything, twisted it up, added that other section and just built this song because I was mm. so buzzed and it, I could see it. It was an authentic response from my cousin and I, and I respect my cousin's opinion. That, that's yeah. an important thing too. Obviously, if it was someone whose opinion I didn't respect, I wouldn't care. But um, I made this song and yeah, I, 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 one of the lyrics is my mum's got anger issues and then, and, and then I can feel it in my tissue. I want to get it out. And then uh, can't be wishful when you're the son of a loaded pistol, son of a gun. There's those, that's the crux of the, the song. And then in the video for the song, I also put a quote by Gabor Mate, an incredible, so uh, I don't know what he is, kind of philosopher, sociologist, what the fuck? Social, social guy talking about like, like uh, single parents and, and not having dads around and shit. So yes, both my parents at points have, perhaps <laughs> considered that it was a personal thing um my mum listen my mum is is an incredible woman and she has a bit of oomph to her <laughs> yeah. like she she's 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 like anti-systemic like she fucking wants she's hated the government since I was born I was born into protest I I literally was but I felt like I came out of mum's vagina and walked straight into an anti-war protest do you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah um yeah. Yeah, so so sure, there's perhaps that specks of truth, but ultimately I created a, a song based off of what I was reading at the, at the time. That was it. Yeah. I was fascinated. I'm fascinated by the idea of upbringing, by by cycles, childhood, whatever. And I wanted to write a song about, um, you know, the effects of a heartbroken mother on a child. I, it, it is essentially fiction that I sprinkle my own reality into. So that's yeah. something I told my my parents and and obviously they fuck with it. I mean, they love the song. Yeah. They both yeah. love the tune. I love it. That's how I've always written. Everyone always thinks I've written this most personal, open stuff. And it always, it's drawn from personal emotions and feelings, but I've always r- written fiction because exactly th- those things, it's finding the stories I want to tell, drawing from, your own ex- from some of your own experiences or some of your own feelings or stuff you've witnessed. But yeah. So I, I connect on that, yeah. I think so too. And I also, I feel like I hear it. That's what confuses me sometimes. I feel like I hear other artists do that. So maybe it's just a case of, I'll never get to see the artists talk to the people that they think that, that feel as though they're being spoken about. You know, I don't yeah, see yeah, that part yeah, of it. Yeah, I just yeah. hear the song and I go, oh shit, that's so dope that artist said it like that. Yeah. Because I think I, I my belief with expression generally is is again something that i sometimes struggle with because i think that i should be as truthful as possible even at the expense of uncomfortable truths yeah. and as i get older that concept of privacy seems to become a bit more of an overbearing idea because you're protecting people suddenly when you get older and you've got responsibility you feel like you're protective more but i say to my mum and dad and, and people around me i say that i need to be authentic and truthful because I'm just one life. I've only got this little short time on the planet, but words and shit like that, they live forever, you know? And and the the impact that it can have on people is immeasurable. So why wouldn't I say something that could, that could create a movement? You know, that's what's so fascinating about words. It's shamanism, man. It's this shit is can, can create. So yeah, I'll talk, I I will, I will, I will take a, a speck of truth and I'll push it and I'll make it a bigger story that is un- that feels uncomfortable because that's how things change. Completely agree, agree, man. I've always had that. I had a breakthrough moment of hearing, of talking to Billy Bragg and him talking about going and seeing Joe Strummer talk and it inspiring him to start doing his stuff. And that realisation that if you start thinking about, oh, I want to change the world, it seems like a huge task, but thinking I want to change worlds, like Joe Strummer changed Billy Bragg's world there. B- yeah. B- Billy Bragg later changed my world and numerous other people's yeah, worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, right, it's not as it's not that thing of th- this protest song, the Tories are going to hear it and go, no, nah, fair play, actually. 
we should now nah, you've made a good point there but it will be heard by these different people and they will then move on and change and they will influence people and so on and so forth so yeah, yeah. a change in individual worlds is completely realistic and that's the power of words you know it is a power of words and then I, I goes do... on to change the the world as a whole it's a beautiful thing it is and i i, I do i i i think it's hard to hold on to that understanding in, in our kind of ever narcissistic world but mm. that is of course what it is do you ever do you ever um listen back to your stuff that you made before no man can't stand it and what? any any time i've had to because i run my label as well if i do like a 10 year anniversary vinyl or something i have to listen to the the test presses like so i have to to listen to this album i wrote 10 years ago fucking 10 times in a row worst day of my of my year every time i have to to do that i can't do it i can't for some reason i can't it's not it's not my thing but it's 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 similar with the acting i really struggle seeing myself on screen and and in things even when it's like amazing stuff i'm like oh no i don't want to see me in there it's a weird one really yeah that's see that that's what that's so weird because you, but you but you will also be able to self-validate then. So, you, so you'll be yeah. able to write something, know it's great yeah, in your yeah. mind, put it out there confidently, but yet you it. can't engage with it after that point. <laughs> what? <laughs> Get out. What? Get out of here. But I, I want to, I, I'm, I'm conscious of time and I want to, I want to talk about S- S- Sunshine Skin because that's the track that, oh. I, that just blew me away, man. It started, hey. I was in my car and I was cranking it all like the first time I was listening, it started and I thought, I'm not sure this one's going to be my kind of thing. For some reason, that instant start, I was like, I don't know about this. And by the end, I was like, this is fucking amazing. And that's the one that I just played four or five times on loop. And I think it's astounding, man. I think it's so, again, I don't know. Maybe it's because of, as I've said, I've really enjoyed watching you kind of find yourself as a person. And it felt like a track that is about that acceptance, that validation. It's validation. It's it's you, you saying, you know what? I'm wicked, yeah. and, and and that's okay. I don't have to question this or doubt this, and that's what that track feels like. It's a weirdly, it's almost what we've been talking about for this whole. I know. <laughs> this whole episode. I've been trying to. Do, I've been trying to do it. I've been trying to do it the whole time. Uh, you know, find find my myself. Ultimately, that's what all those albums are, isn't it? It's like yeah, yeah, a search yeah. for identity. Everything's a search for identity. I love that you love that. I've actually had a really good response to that song. I made that with my friend Craigie Dodds, who is an incredible producer and songwriter. And he basically had a version of that song that he sent to me years ago with, you know, lyrics and melody, which is something that um, I don't usually, like, I usually, you know, create most things from the ground up. But Craigie and, and I have been long-time collaborators. We also made another song on that album called Feel Joy, um, which is about to have the dopest music video, by the way, but that's Amazing. a whole other thing. And yeah, we just, I heard it and I, and, and I originally wrote something to it and then some weird stuff happened where like it, the song couldn't get used or I don't know what, it was like, it just disappeared. I kept hitting him up about it. He wouldn't respond. <laughs> and then, and it just wouldn't, it was like, it lived in my, it like lived in me, the song. It, yeah. I, I, I could not stop thinking about it. I've written like three different versions of the song. I wrote a version after Grenfell actually. And, and like some of those lyrics are still in there, which is another and it's like an in-depth thing but mm. after the Grenfell thing I really wanted to 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 put out put out that song and I couldn't li- like legally for this uh, this weird contractual thing and then it went by it went by it went by and then and then like all these waves and like social political like dilemma just kept coming and it kept pushing me into this point of self-reflection or frustration which you know the song kind of crescendos in that way it starts off soft and then it kind of goes into this scream and then yeah, the final the final thing was was yeah, just after that first lockdown, in the middle of that first lockdown, when you got this racial tension around the world, and I was I just hit up Craig. I was like, bro, I've got to do that song. I'm sorry, like I have to, <laughs> yeah. I, I have to do it. I've re- I've written it again, yeah, and I have to come and do that song. And he was like, you know what? Let's fucking do it. Like that's that. It was for whatever reason, everything aligned. And I went, I remember I went when the restrictions lifted. One of the first things I did was was go to London and, and record that song. And um, yeah, I think everyone who hears it, it seems to have quite a special connection to it. It's just about yeah. people hearing it, I suppose. I'm super, super proud of it. And Craigie always gets the best out of my voice. He, he really pushes me. 
you know, not I'm not. I, I of course started out as a rapper, and I love singing. But he's always even songs that people will never hear. He's in the studio, and he somehow gets me to just sing the full voice, highest notes. You know what I mean? Like crazy falsetto. Yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah. even fucking know. It's 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 one of those. Yeah, man. I'd love to. I dream of making like kind of whole projects with with some of the producers on that album. But yeah, I love that that resonated with you, man. I love it. I love it. And uh, speaking of of London there and 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 these tracks again living in you and with you for a while I think Mm. when this comes out it will have happened but you've got a a rare live appearance um lined up for this how are you feeling about that like what's your thoughts and plans on (laughs) on performing these um live I don't know man I'm going to be doing a lot of that today I think uh I've been putting it off I don't know Scrooge it's a weird one mate like it's a weird one that I'm so I was so like I said with it like you know I'm so happy that you're talking to me about the album because it is essentially an independent release and I really do want people to hear it but I haven't engaged with the endeavor like it's like I don't have that same hustle perhaps I'm doing it because I enjoy it and and I think it's good but um touring and, and performing I just never I haven't thought about it I was so focused on just releasing the music so I got approached to headline this night and I thought, well, I should perform it at least once. Do you know what I mean? I should, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I should at least try. So yeah, I just have to think of a set list and, and um, I've started to understand that what I want people to feel is how I felt creating the album. So that's what's playing on my mind at the moment. Yeah. I've never sung solo stuff live before, so that'll be testing. But I, I sung with Wildhood, but that my whole tone of voice is very different on this project. It's very yeah. soft and, and yeah. it's going to be tough, you know, to sing, to sing live. So that, that I've got to practice and, and maybe do some singing lessons, but I want people to just, yeah, just feel how I felt creating the songs. And, and I think it's going to, but I think, I, I think I'm going to be, everything's going to happen in real time. I'm going to realize I'm performing at the same time as people watch me perform. And then I'm going to realize that performance is such an essential part of creating at the same time as people experience it. And then I'll probably come off stage and be like, why the fuck haven't I performed this more? And then I'll think about performing obsessively for a month and then I'll I'll probably just get back to writing scripts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, uh, again, before we wrap things up, I want to talk about, acting and scripts and film and tv because because you're out like that's the reason you're in in budapest at the moment right Is yeah. That right? yeah yeah, um, yeah i'm shooting a tv shot here yeah how are you feeling about all that because i'm really glad you're doing more and more of it because again as we've discussed on beach yeah. walks i think it's it's a really good world for you i think you're really good i'm sure when we did the first podcast you were like i don't know man is what it is Really? These things will come up every now and then. Yeah, it, it was really n- not a focus. And I remember being like, no, this should be a bit of a focus because I think, well, you, again, you've been, before, you've been inspiring before, for that. It's, it's before I'd moved into it, I think, properly. And then it was, it, I think it was around that point I was just moving into acting or trying to. And yeah, at that point, I was like, I'm figuring out how to get into it all. And you were kind of, I'm not sure about it. Or you didn't seem, yeah, focused or sure on it. But it seems now it's all, it's come together wonderfully you've done some 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 great stuff and more ahead from what i can see yeah i i, I actually refuse to take acting seriously i don't yeah. i don't know i don't know um i find your career trajectory super inspiring because i'm always fascinated with people who are who have like multiple disciplines i just think yeah. that's a really hard thing to balance so I, anytime i see examples of that i'm like oh my god and also, I don't know about you, but I get envious of people who have like singular disciplines. I just always think like, wow, just you're just out here just putting hours into the same fucking thing. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but with acting, I don't know. I've just had, I, I think, uh, you know what? I listened to Kay. Uh, I listened to the, the podcast with Kay yeah. like four episodes ago, three yeah. episodes ago. And um, I remember they said that acting was the, the most tumultuous career yeah. path because yeah. of their girlfriend yeah and 100% agree of all the yeah. things I've done most heartbreaking yeah. uh, you know and every time I've applied myself to it it's almost like I just it's fueled with this rejection and whatever else and e- honestly screw every time I don't give a fuck I get jobs yeah so with acting or, I love or, acting. Or thinking about it all this talk that we've had so far about 
validation yeah acting is the worst industry for you yeah. in the world ignore everything i've said it's the opposite of validation it's absolute try really no, hard at this and up. then we'll it never even ring up. you back <laughs> it's no, a fucking you know what it is though it's tough yeah, it's why it works for me as we've said it's like i don't give a fuck i'm not gonna as long as i've done it good i'll forget about yeah. it but yeah <laughs> yeah well you, you gotta have you gotta have a thick skin for sure yeah. and i think it's more it's more um I don't mind so rejection I can deal with is dishonesty that struggles or, or not dishonesty but just the, the, the ever-changing climate with an acting like yeah. I've just had people I've had like I've literally been told I've had parts before I don't know if you've ever experienced this before yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been actively told or very 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 heavily encouraged to believe that I have a role mm-hmm. and then I just don't I just don't have it yeah. I've never experienced an industry that does that like it will literally yeah. go I've had that uh, I've had that twice and I currently have it at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, genuinely, what is that? Each, each time I talk to the producer, who's, who's a mate, he's a really like, I'm sure each time I talk, I say, look, I'm sure it's not happening. He's like, no, it definitely is. I'm like, fuck, just <laughs> allow me to forget about it. Cause, and I'm sure it will for, for, from what he's, he's, he said, I'm sure it will, but it's a weird one where I'm like a week or two will go by and I'll, I'll go, I think this is what happened on this other project. Like yeah. they've said, personally you've definitely got it we can't wait to work with you but it's not and again i understand that because there's so many levels in this industry so so, someone has turned around and gone that ain't gonna work so yeah i'm I'm fine with it and i've got used to it now but yeah it's one of them where i'm like either give me my dates or let me off the leash i said it i I literally (laughs) i I, I, I actually said it in an audition i i do a lot of because i never I'm learning as I'm going along with with the etiquette of acting mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I say I say stuff like that. I had yeah. I had I had a recall last year, and the director went, "That was gorgeous. Are you definitely free in August?" And I said, "Don't ask me that unless you're serious." Yeah. <laughs> that was that was yeah, actually yeah, yeah, my response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I remember they were a little bit taken aback, but I was but and and in hindsight, I shouldn't have said anything. I, if I had that now, I wouldn't care because I'm in a different mindset. I'm writing yeah. my own scripts. Um, that's how yeah. I survive in that industry is focusing on other things. But at the time, 100%. I cared. You yeah. know, I cared yeah. at the time, and 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 I didn't get it. And I, and I said, and I almost wanted to ring back and be like, "That's why you shouldn't say that shit." Like you can yeah. like my audition, but don't fucking ask me specific. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm some dates. Soon. Also, it's champagne problems, isn't it? Because, you know. No, I feel you, man. Honestly, look, we're looking at each other now, right? My hair and beard are the messiest they've been in a while. It's because I'm not getting a cut because I want to hear about this role first. Really? Because it's the kind of role where I probably shouldn't have a tight cut or anything like that. So I'm like, yeah. I'm not that it's big things, but it's impacted my life until I know. Yeah. If, if, if they ring me tomorrow and go, oh, it's not worked out. I'll be in the hairdressers. I'll be getting tidy. The sun started to come out. I'll I'll be having yeah. a tidier beard and getting trim. But I'm not because of that. Because it is it's 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 a role where it's like right. I shouldn't. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So as you say, if they say to you, "Are you 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 definitely free in August?" and you're into this role, you're going to be free in August now. Yeah. yeah, yeah until yeah. they tell you otherwise. Oh mate, you, it's, you know, it's, it's it's a weird one. It, it's a savage industry, but I um I I will continue to act. Because it was, I've been falling forward to acting anyway. I just kind of, if if I get offered an opportunity, I'll give it a go. I'm really fascinated with writing. I feel like as I get older yeah. and as my life changes in terms of what I enjoy about life, I feel as though I'm heading into a space where long form writing, whether that's scripts or books, yeah. would would suit me best. I, I really am having a constant battle with the ever-changing online space. I understand the benefits of it. I understand why I've got interact with it. But at the moment, there is a fundamental, like what feels like my soul or whatever, human rejection of of this, like, you know what I mean? This, this like, heightened state of like internet reality i can't i can't deal with it i like walking in nature i like being elusive i don't like comparing myself i don't like looking at things through stats i would rather things were just billboards and 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 you know i would just want people to to interact with each other again more i don't know but then so so i think i would suit and this might change, but I would, I think I might suit a more reclusive <laughs> existence where I can focus on, on huge thing, like writing a book or writing a script yeah. and then kind of come out in the wilderness. 
I really fantasize every day about disappearing off social media. If I didn't have to be on there Mate. to sell tickets and shit, I'd be gone. Same. And I can't decide how much of it we justify because of our addiction and how much yeah. of it. Like, like I'm, I'm exactly the same. Like, I need to be on there because of work. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> do I? Because I think I do. But, like, again, easy example. A, a mate I've made in acting, huge start. Tom Hardy. He wasn't yeah. on any socials all of this time. He's n- now on there. He barely uses it. It's just there because he need because he needed it for work. He was like, yeah, it, it does affect things. Yeah, and yeah. and where he's producing stuff too. But he wasn't on there all this time. But then I say in my mind, yeah, but I ain't Tom fucking Hardy. <laughs> you yeah. know, I need to be yeah. on there to hustle my way up to do this to do that. that. But bro, this- I think it's a weird level of we we justify it a bit because yeah because it's it's social media and it's it draws you in apparently a lot of the technology around the silicon valley based you know tech yeah. communities that created all of this stuff yeah. a lot of the psychological elements of it are based around an experiment done with a, with pigeons in like the 40s where it just where it was just it's just this this guy who became this scientist, I suppose, or physician, he was front of Time magazine and all of this for this one discovery, which is that you can get a pigeon to do anything if you reward it instantly. That was, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, apparently yeah. that's that research is still like we are we are no, I don't say better, but yeah, I suppose we are no more advanced than a pigeon in 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 terms of how we interact with this stuff. And I feel it. I'm yeah. like fuck, man. If I get loads of likes, I'm buzzing my tits off. Doing more. If I get, if I don't, there's a deficit. I feel weird. It's like, what the fuck is that? I feel yeah. a lot happier. I feel happy when my phone's off, let alone social media. But um, well, yeah. mate, to wrap things up, I can't wait to walk in in nature with you again soon, yeah. and not be on screens and and socials and technology. Oh, what's ahead? Is there anything else you want to mention or plug? No, I think ultimately, I'll, I've, well, I've got a kids book that's that's coming out in in a, in a couple of months, which is pretty cool. Yeah, oh, really. But I, I, tell but me a bit I, about yeah. that. What's going on? It's it's it was a it's a kids book I wrote years and years and years ago, and it's just it's it's just finally coming out. It's a bit surreal, really. I haven't even got my head around it, I, but I will. I'll be promoting that, I suppose. It's about it's called the missing piece. Um, it's in dedication to my my grandmother, my late grandmother, and uh, yeah, re- did it with a girl called. Beth Susanna, who's an amazing uh, artist, and hopefully you'll, you'll, we'll, I'll be talking loads about it at some point. But um, I love it. Yeah, there's all, a lot of things happening at once this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also would just like to use this as an opportunity for anybody out there who, <laughs> who struggles with self validation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That this is proof that you're not fucking alone, man. Yeah. And also, one thing I've noticed is that especially if you have a creative mind that same a friend said this to me that same that power that you have to look at things through a different perspective approach things from different scenarios when that turns inward that's a big thing to fight against you know yeah yeah i like i, I get deep like if i like this morning when i was feeling moody uh, what i'm fighting is is like an incredibly creative conspiracy theorist against i imagine this person with the like creativity a, to tear yourself down is <laughs> they're going listen i've I've looked through these i've looked through these mentions and and your texts from friends over the last year or so also just generally the responses from i'd say critics over the last 10 years and i can i can safely conclude that you're actually not as talented as i thought you were (laughs) i I have evidence it's fucked up yeah i've 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 done my research and i can confirm (laughs) you're fucking worthless well ignore that voice ignore that voice and i'm glad we got to talk and talk so openly about it all because yeah i do think hearing these conversations is is big for people so yeah nice one man this has been a joy do you reckon i hope so well thanks group and thank you for um for continuing to do all this the distraction pieces i think they're so dope and like what a list of people you've had now man i've had a few man i've had a few it gets i can't believe it's my second time i'm well excited i want to try and get to like five (laughs) you better stop doing it it's happening it's happening you better not stop doing it (laughs) you better not stop for, for all eternity
You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was Jordan Stevens. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I hope Jordan enjoyed it, man. Because I worry sometimes when I spring these big questions on people. Because if it's someone I'm really relaxed with, I'll throw out some big life questions and (laughs) that can be unexpected at times. So, yeah, got nothing but love for Jordan. As said... Check out Let Me Die Inside You Now. It's cracking. And uh, yeah, just keep an eye on, on what that that boy is doing. I think there's a lot ahead for him. Um, as I said, I'll be back on Friday with an amazing episode with Joe Barton. Another one that was just one of my favourite chats. Joe's so honest and open about writing, about the film industry, about the TV industry. He's another one that's more than happy to, to go there. He's got a new show out called The, the Lazarus Project on Sky with previous guest Puffer S.A. Adu and numerous other amazing people. It's getting crazy good write-ups. The dude is destined for big, big things. He's already doing big, big things, but yeah. And we talk about when big, big things are pulled away from him. So it's an interesting chat. Because often when you've worked on anything with, you know, a Marvel or a DC or one of these big comic book lots, you can't really talk about it. But um, it seems he can, because we did. So here we go. So I'll see you on Friday for that. Until then, stay safe and stay sane. Ta-ta.